Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. We're going to give a hand to David. David's going to start our five for five. All right. Check, check. Mic on? There you are. All right, let's go. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 18 says this. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Come on now. Another translation says it this way. It says, Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer, and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. See, being thankful is difficult. At times, at best, especially in a, in a pandemic year, being thankful is brutal. I know that. It's difficult to still our hearts. I mean, it can be someone say, budging in front of you in line to someone just saying something a little rude. It can be difficult to still our hearts and be thankful. See, but for us today, we need to get this, that it, we need to be, wait, is there a timer? Okay, where is the timer? There it is. Okay, well, but for us today, we need to get this. As a church, if we want to be the salt and the light in this world, we need to be thankful. We need to take this posture. We cannot stay in our frustration. See, as Paul was trying to be clear here, the posture of the Christian life is one of joy, prayer, and thanksgiving. For a church that was as much, under as much persecution as the church in Thessalonica, Paul made it of utmost importance to say, be thankful. Rejoice always. What? Pray continually. What? To choose this day to say, thank you, God. But God, why? Do you not see what I'm going, what's going on in my life? The justice that we think we deserve, the pride that we have in our hearts, how hard is it to, to let go of that? And I remember a few years ago, I was at, we had an electrical fire in our house and we got kicked out for a year. And the first night, God says to me, Choose this day to be thankful. And I remember him showing me a song and it says this, I choose this day to be grateful, Lord. I give you praise with an open heart. I was like, God, are you kidding me? I'm like, do you not see where I'm at? As if God didn't see me in the moment. And Holy Spirit gently reminded me that in the midst of my anger, the antidote to all of that is a thankful heart. The breath I breathe and waking up in the morning. Come on, we were singing about that this morning. To, to be able to, the sustaining life that Jesus gives us when he died on the cross. As I went through that season, we were able, as a family, we were able to work through it and be joyful, be, be thankful. And that changed the atmosphere around us. See, a thankful heart changes the atmosphere around us from anxiety to joy. See, the, your greatest testimony could very possibly be the joy that is in your heart. Your greatest testimony could be very, very well be the thankfulness that you display on a daily basis, even in the small things. So as, as you go through the season, just begin to think about what are you thankful for? What are you, and what are you praying about? What are you thinking about? Set your minds on those things. As we close, um, let me just pray that Jesus would fill you with joy today. Maybe that could be just celebrating a wedding. Celebrating, I had the joy of celebrating my friend Joash's wedding. And that set my mind off of this, off my situation and onto the things of, of heaven and onto the things that God does for us. Thank you.
come on. You say Thanksgiving was the antidote to what was that line? Was it in the notes or? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, was the antidote to wait? I can't even bad remember stuff. What, bad stuff. An anxious heart. That's an anxious I, heart. Sure. We'll go with that. An angry heart, an anxious heart. I love that. I can't remember. Thanksgiving (laughs) is the antidote to an angry, to an anxious, to a stressful heart. Thanks so much, David, for that. Kelsey, we're going to come up. So apparently it's going to be on the back, the timer. Oh, see, look at there. Okay, can we just give a hand to our tech team? Come on. There you go. David, there was like six different clocks happening back there, and he's just like, okay, Holy Spirit will go. But now we have the five minutes on there. Why don't we give Kelsey a hand to come up? I'm shaking. <laughs> okay. I'm going to kick this off with a story. Is the time, can the time, oh, it is going. I'm 10 seconds in. Okay. Last year in the story, I did what most people did during the early COVID season, and that was to pick up a new DIY project. Anybody else? Anybody? Some people did. Yeah, I know you baked bread. That was awesome. But anyways, I picked up a new DIY project, and my parents had a, quite a big backyard. So I thought, why not build a fire pit? Seems easy, right? No, it was not easy. I'm telling you now, don't do it. Um, (laughs) Now, in order to do this, we needed to dig a hole to the size that we wanted the the pit to be. So as we began to dig, we uncovered several meters of root that had come from the trees just up the side of my backyard. Now, these trees were really, really tall. I mean, like 40 to 50 meter feet, feet, meters would be crazy, 40 to 50 feet tall. (laughs) But these roots that we uncovered in the pit were just as thick as the tree itself. It was crazy. And honestly, I think the roots could have been longer and probably longer than the tree that uh, was standing up in the backyard. Now, why am I sharing this story about the root? Out of my 20 years living at that house, in any storm, any rain, any wind, those trees stayed in place and they were not moved. So the verse that I'm sharing today is Colossians 2, 6 to 7. As therefore you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Now, I know it's Thanksgiving, and I'll get right to it, but I think it's first important that we notice that that verse is first telling us to be obedient. It's a call to obedience. So walk in him, rooted and built up, established in the faith, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Once we make a decision to accept Jesus in our lives, it doesn't just stop there. See, this idea of being rooted has been something that I've been thinking out throughout my life. I can imagine for most of you that even hearing the word rooted, you may have thought of a tree or, because I said, a tree. But yeah, (laughs) so most of you have thought about a tree. But for a tree to be standing strongly, it must first mean that the roots are stronger. I'm going to say that again. For a tree to be standing strongly, it must first mean that the roots are stronger. And here's the thing. That takes time. Yeah. When it talks about being rooted and built up, this is a continual process that we're going to be making throughout the rest of our lives. Oh, okay. That's the time that works, not that one. (laughs) I'll try to live my life in a way that aims to be deeply rooted in Christ. But again, that is a daily decision. I need to make. Being rooted doesn't just happen. 
again, it is a decision, not just something that happens. So Thanksgiving, how does being rooted lead to Thanksgiving? Is it out of overflow? Is it an obedience step? And the answer is both. Abounding with Thanksgiving. You know, another word for abounding is overflow. Overflowing with Thanksgiving. There will be times where it will be easy to overflow with Thanksgiving. But as I've seen in my life, there will also be times where it seems hard to be thankful. See, and in those moments where it can be so easy to be frustrated, and there are days like, to, there are days like today where we need to make a decision to take a step back, and reflect on the faithfulness of God. And if you feel like the faithfulness of God has run empty, this church is filled with people who know of God's faithfulness from generation to generation. So I encourage you, pull them aside. Ask to hear their testimonies of how God has been faithful. I know in my life, my small group girl for years had chronic back pain and the doctor said that it was just getting worse. And two years ago, God miraculously healed her. That is a story of God's faithfulness. This church building that we're in today, we're so grateful to have this building. You can ask the older people, no offense, the older people in this church that know of the story of getting this building. And today there are people getting baptized because of the faithfulness and the goodness of God. So I can tell you now, we can be thankful because God has been faithful, God is faithful, and God will continue to be faithful. So he's gonna be faithful to me, to you, the church, and just to you as an individual. Thank you. Come on, God has been faithful, God is faithful, and he will continue to be faithful. I love that, Kels, great job. Next, we have the prestigious <laughs> Mr. Alex, Pastor Mr. Alex Palmer. Alex, come on up. Thank you, Daniel. Psalm 118, 24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. There are other notable verses in this beautiful psalm. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in men. The Lord is my strength and song and become my salvation. I will give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Psalms 118 is a tribute to the goodness of God. Now, when I read this verse, it doesn't go like this. This is the day, wow, that the Lord has made. <laughs> Rather, this day, today, despite the weather or my circumstances, I'm going to endeavor to rejoice and be glad. I want to emphasize the importance of doing our best to be thankful no matter the circumstances. Our choice is to allow the negativity, the challenges, and the disappointment of a day to overwhelm us or to mitigate and lessen the impact of a bad day by having a thankful heart, thereby inviting and allowing God to get involved with our circumstances. I've been a long believer, and no matter what's going on, allow room. Don't have a closed box. Allow room for God to get involved. Thankfulness is more than just counting my blessings. 
It's considering the wonders of creation and matters beyond ourselves. The annual Thanksgiving, what we're having today when I was a little kid, was called Harvest Festival. And it was connected with the ingathering or bringing in a harvest. You did it at the end of the year. As we are now more urban than rural, and with, you just go to the supermarket, the less seasonal products in the market, our awareness of seasons and these things has kind of got a bit diluted. You think about it, strawberries at Christmas, apples, bananas, and oranges all year. Locally, about the only thing that we have is blueberries, raspberries, and, of course, Chilliwack corn. <laughs> you know, so Thanksgiving has kind of drifted towards my personal blessings and material things around us. You know, however, with COVID and having more time on our hands, a challenged food supply chain, you know, and plain economics, a lot of us have dusted off our green thumbs. So how many people this year from a herb garden, patio tomatoes on the back deck, to a garden box, to digging up more in the backyard, how many people did more gardening or some gardening for the first time this year? You know, when we garden, it draws us back to the wonderments of God. Last March, I put some tiny seeds on my windowsill, in soil, of course. <laughs> Got to be the right situation. And, and this is the fruit. You know, in Genesis and creation, it tells us that our creation is so wondrous that when I planted this seed, every plant has its own seed and own way of regenerating itself within it. So the basis of being a thankful first person is connecting with God beyond our own circumstances and our own immediacy. The psalmist made the declaration, this is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. When we opt for this approach to daily life, we're tuning ourselves into God's frequency. And we have a lot of things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my blessings, my family, health, friendship, this country, having a roof over my head, this church, and being part of the, our Savior's kingdom. Thanksgiving begins outside our immediate circumstances and is an expression of worship and wonderment directed to our Creator and Savior. So this is the day the Lord has made, and I will be glad and rejoice in it. Come on. If you are in Surrey and you like, I would love to have a green thumb, but I live in a basement suite with no green or ground, put your hand up. Anyone like me? I'm like, man, I'd love to have a garden, but... I got like a four patch, of four, a four by four patch of moss that doesn't really produce much greenery. In Princeton, Pastor Craig's there right now. You can maybe get a show of hands of how many people actually can do a green thumb in Princeton. But 
now you know where to go to get tomatoes. Uh, Pastor Alex has some in his in his window, so you just go pluck. Is that okay? We just come and just is it? Oh, the tomatoes are in their garden. Okay, awesome. Oh, some good chutney. I'll have to Google what that is later. Um, <laughs> all right, next we have the Miss Anita Varan. You can come on up. Good morning. My verse today, or verses, Philippians 4, 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what is, in today's language, what is the Lord saying? Is the first part, rejoice. It's a command. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. And so I think, you know what? How does this apply to me in today's day and age? Now, I am one of those people, you may not be. I am one of those people. It's easy for me to be rejoicing when all is going well. But the scripture says, in all things rejoice. So, I also see that it's a, when it says rejoice, it's telling me, stop. Don't think about the pettiness. Look at the bigger picture. I got you. And then it says, let your gentleness be evident to all. Me, gentle? <laughs> Are you kidding me? My husband is gentle. My children are gentle. I'm the disciplinarian in the family. I have yet to see my husband be anything but gentle. He threatens, but that's all he does. Anyway, as a small child, my grandfather gave me the name Pataka. Pataka means firecracker. Why? Because... When I was small and somebody irritated me or got to me, I was like that firecracker, pinging in every way, explosions, little explosions. There's some good things to firecrackers, I might add, but, and that's how he saw me. So, by the way, I'm 56 years old. I'm still working on that, okay? Just letting you know there. So if something happens in my life, I tend to go to all my friends, vent, talk about it. And in fact, on Thursday, I was so upset. I came home, I was talking to this friend, then talking to another friend, and beyond, who is such a man of few words, he says to me, he says, I'm going to put earplugs on. <laughs> and and I, it just brought me to a halt. Stop. Don't think of the pettiness. Think of the bigger picture. The Lord is 
near. Oftentimes, I think that we play hide and seek with God. We hide and we expect him to come and find us. But he is always near. The Holy Spirit is present. We just have to open our eyes and we can feel his presence. Look to him. He's there. And so, you know what? I I think, okay, after I've done my own way of gaining, um, you know, comfort, then I say, okay, then I go to him. We're not supposed to do that, by the way. It's there. He's there. We can run to him. So I... Oh, heavens, never mind all that, but okay. So then, so, so, um, <laughs> so then it comes to the scripture says that he will guard our hearts. Let me tell you something. I know a couple, one or two things about guarding. You see, when I first joined Corrections, um, we were called prison guards. That has changed quite a bit. But what does it mean? It means to watch over, to protect or control access. And he controls access to our hearts, to our minds. And But why? It says, come to me and I will give you all of these things. If you do your part, oh, I will do my part. So I'm thankful today that I know who I can go to, who is my savior and his name is Jesus. And if you don't know this Jesus, if you don't know where you can run to, I tell you, find out about who Jesus is. The scripture says, oh, taste and see. This Thanksgiving as you're tasting, Taste the Lord. Taste his goodness. And you know what? I go to his throne. I don't just walk. I take my sorry brown butt and I run it. I run it to him. May all honor and glory and praise be his today. Amen? Amen. Amen. I don't think I've gone from almost crying like that is so good to crying because I'm laughing so hard all at the same time. Thank you so much, Anita. So good. Um, Rohab, you you get to follow that. All right. We invite up Rohab, everyone. All right. All right. I don't know how to follow that, but I will try. So I do want to thank you all for making time today. I know you guys could be anywhere in the world, but you made time to be here today. So thank you. Uh, I'm so grateful for this church and leadership for allowing all of us to be able to go and come and stretch. And as a disclaimer, none of us do this as our day jobs, I would say. So thank you for being so kind and so patient with us. And as I speak, I ask for just grace over the next three to four minutes. So yeah, let's get into it. So what's on my heart today? Uh, I'm talking about James 1.17. that says, every good and perfect gift comes from above coming from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. What an awesome, awesome, awesome verse, hey? The thing, what I love about this verse is 
it means different things to different people, right? Um, every good and perfect gift is different to all of us. But I think what I love about this verse is that it talks about and it anchors us in Christ, uh, who is the father of heavenly lights and does not change like shifting shadows. So I'm veering quite a lot away from my notes here, but anyways, um, as I've just been hearing talk, people talk about things that are in their hearts, I think there's a common theme of God's goodness. And that was a lot of things that were, as I was going through James, um, things that stood out for me. So um, just to give you context, earlier in James, it talks a lot about um, we as people will face trials, tribulations, circumstances, problems, things. All of us have all of those in this world today. Um, but I think what I love about James is it talks about how we could take our faith to the next level, yeah? Um, it gives us practical advice on how to be mature. Like, how do you gain maturity through issues or our things that we face? It talks about how we can gain wisdom, how we can gain humility, and how we can find those common threads and golden nuggets from all of our things that we go through today. Um, so highly recommend, I mean, this short little time, I won't have time, but anyways, highly recommend Book of James. Fantastic, by the way. So going into that, um, issues like finances, physical, mental, family, all those type of things um, don't matter in the big picture, yeah? I think we can all agree to that. Um, let's not get beat down by any of those um, you know, living in relationship with Christ, living in relationship with each other. Um, cheap plug here, we've got growth. So if you are looking to uh, grow into our family here uh, or any family and get connected, highly would recommend you do that. Um, but living life together, praying, worship, all of those things, uh, give us the ability to come out of our things. Give us the opportunity to grow in Christ after. I think James reminds us that Goodness comes from God, and where I started, you know, we, I think, continuously, we just need to anchor in on that. Uh, we need to remember that God's love is for us, and that in all of our things, we see people, uh, well, I mean, sorry, people see Christ through us, and how we exhibit, how we maneuver all of the things that are in our life, um, and it's a great learning opportunity for all of us, and I'm pretty sure all of us here in this room can attest to that as well. So every good and perfect thing that comes from above, what is that to me? So to me, personally, it speaks about the goodness of God. It speaks about his consistency. It speaks about his provision in our lives. It speaks about his mercy. It doesn't come and go. It is the one constant in my life. He is unchanging, yeah? I think we can all agree to that. It's forgiveness. Not perfect, I don't think none of us are, but through him, we are forgiven, we have salvation, we've ad been adopted as his children, um, we have life through him, we have joy in him, we've got peace all around us because of him. So honestly, I would just say, hey, look, like, let's focus on leaning in on him, his word, his worship, and know that our hope is in him and him alone. And just as I wrap up here, um, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Um, interesting perspective I was looking at um, 
was the sun. It's always shining. Um, the perspective of Earth changes as it rotates, but the sun is always shining. And our perspective may change, uh, but we know that God is always there. He's always shining for us. So, you know, if one thing I could talk about is like, I don't know, I've said it all. Like, God is good. He is holy. He is perfection. He is a loving father. Um, so where I would leave off today would be, let's continue to anchor in him as we continue down these Thanksgiving. Um, let's dig in. Like he is for us. He is not against us. He is a good God. And again, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.